Hey, you're back with Brittany. I am the owner of Brittany Elliott LLC and the creator of Back to You in Five, and I help mothers reconnect with themselves through self-care. In today's short episode, we are going to talk about summertime self-care activities. So let's get into it. Self-care is the protection of your happiness and well-being. You may be in the process of adjusting your self-care routine or starting a new one from scratch. Back to You in 5 offers a free step-by-step guide to creating your self-care routine. Download it now at the link in the description or at backtoyouin5.com. Summertime is such a cheat code for self-care because... All the activities we've been doing for our self-care can be done outside in most cases, (laughs) which immediately maximizes our boost types because we are pairing it with our spiritual wellness. The sun, the activity, so much life, the plants, it's a self-care frenzy. Uh, But today we are going to talk about five specific activities I think truly pack a punch in the summer months. So just to take a step back a minute, remember, Back to You in Five is built around five wellness points, which are referred to in the program as boost types. So the five wellness points are social wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, and intellectual wellness. These five wellness points work together to make us feel the most whole as mothers. And when we make decisions with our boost types in mind, we're able to plan out the appropriate activities that will help us best manage our emotions. The example I use quite often is, in my case, I work out typically Monday through Friday. In the morning, I work out for about 30 minutes. So when I feel overwhelmed, it doesn't make sense for me to add another workout on (laughs) because my physical wellness bucket is most likely already full. So I need to start dipping into meditation or prayer to access my spiritual wellness. Perhaps I need to do some reading or listening to podcasts to start filling up my intellectual wellness bucket. So keep that in mind when you're making your self-care decisions and planning out the self-care activities you are going to do. So back to some summertime self-care activities. Our first one is festivals. So music festivals, art festivals, food festivals, wine festivals, beer festivals. They're great because there's usually entertainment there, vendors, food. You can take the kids there. A lot of them are kid-friendly events. Or you can do it as a date night. Or you can do it with your friends. Or you could do it solo. So festivals in the summer are a big deal to me. Uh, I live in the Pittsburgh area. We have a lot of festivals that come through, especially in the summer months. 
I know that's the same for in the DC area. I lived there for some time. I know that's the same for Southern California. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that most states, most cities have some type of festivals going on during the summer months. Activity number two, I call it dot, dot, dot in the park. (laughs) So many cities have in the park events. So there's music in the park, crafts in the park, dance in the park, movies in the park. Again, great activities you can do with the entire family or just with your spouse or with your friends or with your parents. It's very versatile. And these are great ways to really, if you have a wide variety of interests amongst the people that you socialize with or engage with most often, you can usually find something that's going to be enjoyable for just about everyone. So if it's a music festival, a lot of times they will have, or sorry, if it's music in the park, a lot of times they will focus on a specific type of music. So maybe it'll be jazz in the park, for example. You could take people in your group who are interested in jazz and go to the park and you'll be able to listen to jazz. Sometimes you're able to bring picnic baskets. You can bring wine with you. So it can just be a nice setup, low cost, because you know me, I'm always keeping the budget in mind. And, um, you know, the days are longer, so you can really spend a lot of time out in the parks having fun. Number three would be to take your normal activities outside. So yoga, stretching, working out, meditation, intentional breathing. Get up and do it outside. Do your journaling outside. Write yourself an appreciation letter outside. Cook outside. Get the grill fired up. Cook outside. Eat outside. You can just sit outside and people watch. So whatever it is that you like to do in your self-care time and when you're thinking about your self-care activities, do it outside. Go outside and read. There's something about, and I mentioned this a lot, just sitting out and being in nature. I like at home for me when it's warm outside, but not so hot that I have to run the air conditioner so that I can have all the windows open when I'm in the house. There's a nice breeze coming in and I can actually hear the animals, (laughs) you know, hear the birds out there. You can hear the breeze. And then to go outside and actually sit in that and immerse myself in that is just very relaxing. And again, it grounds you and connects you with your spiritual wellness. So number four, fourth activity, four and five are going to be the more costly activities. I just want to say that now. But number four is amusement parks, theme parks, water parks. I happen to live less than 30 minutes or 30 minutes from an amusement park. And there's a water park down the road from there. So we pay for the tickets to get in, but we don't have to incur the cost for hotels. Um, So I try to go just once each summer to take my daughter to experience it. My parents 
always offer to take her for a few hours so my husband and I can go back to actually ride the thrill rides and have a good time. It's a great option if you have one nearby. Again, the whole family can be involved or limit it to just, you know, the gals or a couple's night or however you'd actually like to do it. This year, the amusement park that's here close by in the Pittsburgh area, it's called Kennywood Park. And my daughter has been there three times this season already because my in-laws took her. Uh, We took her for a company picnic we had and then my brother came in down with came in town with my nephews we took my niece my parents we all went to the park again and that was a pretty cool experience because my nephew my oldest nephew is actually just tall enough to ride some of the bigger rides so I even got a chance to ride more rides just you know riding with him and just a lot of excitement but like I said it's not uh an, an inexpensive option by far, although there's ways that you can, you know, do it to save a little bit. Like you can bring in your own meals, you can bring in coolers and such. But when I go to parks, I already have it in my mind that I'm going to spend <laughs> a little more that day and that's okay. Option number five is a family trip to an established area. So I love when I hear people say, We go to Clearwater every year or Deep Creek or Big Bear or Palm Springs because here's the thing. It is great going somewhere new, but it can be stressful. So when you establish a place like your family place, it takes the edge off. It becomes more of a second home. You know what to expect when you get there. The kids get used to it. You befriend like some of the locals or other people who typically travel there during the same type time of year. And typically as you get a lay of the land, the trip becomes, you know, more affordable over time. And everything's not, oh, I have to do this when I'm here and I have to do that. Because anything you don't get into get into (laughs) anything that you don't get to during that trip you typically know you'll be there next year and it's a nice way for the kids to get comfortable and I talked about that a bit and probably it was don't don't ask me the season but I talked about making sure when you're taking trips to It's great when you're traveling and you're trying new things and you're trying new restaurants and you're trying new food. But when you have kids, especially when they're younger, it's really nice to go places that are familiar. So you might go to a chain. So you might be, you know, in a different state with different sites, but you still might find the Applebee's because you know your kids eat Applebee's. You know that they'll find something on the menu that they enjoy. So you don't have to worry about that experience. But if you force yourselves to go and try a new restaurant because it's new, it's different, and it's there, and then your kids have a hard time finding something to eat, you have a hard time finding something to eat, you're going to be overwhelmed and stressed out on your vacation when family vacation is really a time for you to relax and enjoy your family and be grateful for one another and leave some of the stress behind if possible. So just to reveal, it's festivals, dot, dot, dot in the park, 
taking your normal activities outside, amusement parks, and um, family trips to an established area. Just a final tip, as always, do what works best for you all the time. Search for things that bring you joy. If you're a bookworm, find a book festival. If you enjoy country line dancing, find out where that happens near you. If you love coffee, go to a coffee shop with outside seating and just sip and enjoy. Find a new trail to go and take your walk or take a little hike. Always do what feels good to you, what works best for you, and what works best for your household. I appreciate you for listening. Be safe this summer, and I will talk to you all very, very soon. To learn more about Back to You in 5, visit backtoyouin5.com or follow at backtoyouin5 on Instagram, where you'll find self-care tips and strategies. Remember, motherhood is a journey, not a destination.